336,000 jobs added in September. That was almost double the number that was expected. What does that mean? How did the market react? Lots of questions for ABC's Andy Field, who is with us from Washington. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon. Yeah, the uh, stock market did one of those Scooby-Doo's kind of like head things, one of those things. And uh, <laughs> at first it went down. Yeah, that's the technical term of the stock market. It is, it Scooby-Doo. is. Uh, they, uh, the market went down initially, and people go, well, this is bad because that means interest rates are going to go up. And then suddenly the market went soaring up again. So I'm not quite sure what to make of all that. But uh, the good news is, is that if you need a job, they're plentiful. Uh, the companies are hiring and hiring, uh, which is supposed to be good news, yet the Federal Reserve thinks that it may add to inflation. So we could see the rate hikes go up again next month. But we don't really know what the new inflation numbers are. They have steadily been coming down. Recently, gas prices dropped about four cents last week. That's a good thing. So the thing you're hearing from most economy, economists are soft landing. Uh, economies and uh, only go up for so long, and then they either drop precipitously or go into recession. Uh, they're hoping that it's a soft landing. It's not a big recession where they end up laying off people, and we see prices going down again and inflation. Uh, but, you know, frankly, none of these people know because the economy keeps just exceeding expectations. And the 336,000 jobs that came in September, as you mentioned, were almost double what they expected. So, Andy, what what is the cumulative effect here? I think we were all anticipating the stock market to continue sliding today because sometimes, quote-unquote, good news is bad news, right? And that wasn't the case today, but long-term, could the news of today sort of uh, affect what happens in the next week, two weeks, or month, or quarter? Yeah, the, you know, the, the stock market's always predicting something many weeks, if not months, ahead of time. So uh, it's investors going, I think, if I buy this now, it'll be buy it at X. It'll be at Y in two months. So that's really where a lot of stock investors go. Now there are others that play shorts where they bet against the market, and that's a whole different type of thing. But uh, for the most part, uh, the market liked what, what it was seeing today. But when they get the Federal Reserve report, they may not like it. You know that's why this thing keeps going up and down. But the bottom line, and we hear this from the Labor Department, we're hearing it reluctantly, even from Republicans, are saying, well, yeah, this is a robust job market, and they're trying to find some way to take the wind out of those sails because this is a campaign year, and they don't want to give uh, President Biden and uh, his policies any uh, credit for all these things. But, of course, it's not always a president that, that deserves all the credit for it. There are other forces in it, and we're almost, uh, what, a year and a half? past the, the worst of the of the pandemic, and there's still this pent-up demand for things that people either didn't buy during the pandemic or places they want to go, and you need people to provide that, which is why the job market is so hot. ABC's Andy Field is with us. Andy, do we know what sectors or what areas of the economy added the most jobs or did particularly well? Yeah, pretty much across all professions, from leisure to hospitality to health care, uh, just Almost every section of the economy, other than retail, retail still is lagging a bit. Uh, we're talking bricks and mortar retail. People just don't seem to go to stores as much as they, they get out the smartphone and order something on Amazon. 
And, uh, of course, uh, the car industry didn't seem to factor much into this because um, those auto sales lag a little bit, and we don't know how much the auto strike has affected that. And housing, housing has been the weakest part of all this because interest rates go up. People tend to not buy houses as much. That brings the value of them down. So that is one of the weaker sections of the economy. ABC's Andy Field with us. And, Andy, I wanted to ask you about the mood there in Washington with the speaker situation in limbo. That means the continuing resolution that would avert uh, a government shutdown is in jeopardy as we get closer to that, a little more than a month out. What's the mood? Well, we, we know that there are two top contenders. There's Jim Jordan, who tends to be on the further right of the party and probably maybe a a happier choice for the people who ended up knocking Kevin McCarthy out of his job. And then there's Steve Scalise, who is certainly a very conservative Republican, but not one of the flamethrowers there that that wants to knock down the whole House by doing things like knocking your House Speaker out in the middle of uh, uh, what should be a more successful term. So it's unclear who has the most votes. In fact, it's not even clear that one of them can get to 218 votes, which is the problem Kevin McCarthy had. And then, you know, one of the things that they both want to get rid of is this uh, motion to vacate, which is what uh, Matt Gates used to get rid of um, Kevin McCarthy, uh, which only any one person can bring this up. And if he gets enough supporters, you can knock the person out of the job. And you, you want a House Speaker who has the power to do things without worrying about losing their job. And that's one thing Kevin McCarthy did last week, which was to keep the government open by making a deal with Democrats. But that was too much for some of the more hard-right Republicans who said we've had enough, and they kicked him out. ABC's Andy Field in Washington. Have a good weekend, Andy. All right, guys. Thanks.